This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Welcome back to the Pick of the Bunch. This is Christo here. In this episode, Francisca and I share the strategies we use to grow a marketing team. Basically, at Basic Bananas, we've grown the team over the years uh, from a team of two to over 30 team members. And we have phenomenal marketers and team members are doing all sorts of amazing marketing strategies and implementation. And uh, we do the same with our members that we work with. We help them build a marketing team. And we've got to go through in this episode the steps to follow to build your marketing team in a lower risk kind of a way. Um, Francisca shares a little health tip at the start of this episode too. Enjoy the show. Ahoy. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. So you were doing something weird the other day. Yes. Like every day? If it was illegal, just make up some story. But yeah, you got in the car in the morning and um, you can make up some story. I don't know. I just want to know what you're up to because you've got some little fad going on like always. There's some mysterious. (laughs) What happened? I said, hello, you know, like, what are you doing or something, you know, how are you going? And you were just kind of giving me the mm, 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 with a closed mouth, and you had something in your mouth like a milky whatever. And you um, and your ma- yeah, you were giving me the bottle blah, 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 and then eventually you spat it out after about five ten minutes. I don't know. Was this some sort of mystery well, like morning gonna, much, thing that gets you high and like gives well, you a boost? Was this is this so the secret of youth, like the, the clearly. eternal youth? <laughs> well, the other way I was at the other day I was at the conference speaking at the. Singular University, and they talked about these mushrooms. It's all about the mushrooms lately, but oh, it wasn't mushroom. But yeah, it is all about the mushrooms lately, some mushroom not the from magic Mount ones. Fuji? Is it that one? No. no. So I was saying something <laughs> else, but on a different tangent. It's all about the mushrooms lately. Okay. To keep your use for what health? Okay. Yeah, yeah, not magic ones. Although maybe also those, but just different mushrooms. But what I was doing actually mm. is something that one of our friends Tim told us. Maybe you weren't there when we were surfing in the Maldives. He was doing the oil pulling and basically mm-hmm. i've been trying it every morning basically you you gar it's not called gargling it's what is it called swish or you something. swish around coconut oil in, in your mouth. mouth it first thing in the morning before you consume anything and it's meant to be pulling out the toxins out of your system apparently um, so that's what i was doing so it's co- quite delicious. Coconut oil just from the supermarket, like a jar of that coconut yeah. oil. Yeah, and then you have to just melt it. Obviously, if it's not summer, you can. It's a bit harder than you just melt it. You just put it on a spoon and chuck it in your mouth, and then you're just yeah, swelling you just around swell, in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. And what it's supposed to suck toxins it's out of your mouth. Apparently. Yeah. What about tongue? You've been a big tongue scraper for a long time. Yeah, somebody Does that else. Did, that's, that or same yeah, thing? I think so. No, you still you scrape your tongue. That's an Ayurvedic thing, actually, that your mother taught me once. Because she's a meditation teacher. Shout hey, out to Magella. Oh, yeah. So she told me about the tongue scraping because when you wake up in the morning, you have to toxins, the toxins on your tongue. You scrape it and then you. this is the next step that you then gargle or pull, uh, swish, swirl. I think they also do it in some islands, like Islander people do the tongue scraping thing too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So what about... What about you? Okay. Did, we do. Wait, do you feel better having like doing this oil amazing. pulling? Pulling, sorry, do you I notice anything? I feel amazing. Nothing. I have so much Just more like energy. Uh, I sort of, you know, I feel. <sighs> yeah, you're looking good. I, and I the, don't need to sleep. 
many hours wow. anymore. Like I sleep one hour at night. Job. I've been working around the clock without getting tired. No, I don't know. I don't think I have a difference, but psychologically, yeah. Psychologically, maybe a little bit. Well, I had mushroom supplement in coffee the other day too, and it was. Did you? Yeah. Where did you get I, it? I felt from? so good. The health food store, but um, I don't. No, if it did anything. Oh. No. <laughs> no, the mushroom is the latest thing. Is that why you were winning this competition the other day? Did you guys, didn't you do some competition like surfing thing? Recent did news. Did you win it? Big news. North Narrabeet surfing for the team. And North Narrabeet, Christo Hall is hanging on by a thread, the oldest, most consistently low-scoring member of the team. We were like old, yes, but probably higher scoring, high scoring. Um, yeah, no, we had a teams event. I still, still somehow hanging on by a thread occasionally and uh, surfing the team for North Narrabeen. There's five of us representing the beach. It was like the New South Wales kind of qualifier for the Australian Border Riders battle, and then there'll be the Australian title um, later in the year or sometime next year. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, um, I still like to compete occasionally. The body's just hanging in there, hanging on by a thread. You need more mushrooms. So let's talk about and oil pulling. I'm yeah, try it. Try that and more mushrooms, and I reckon your body will be bendy as AF. Vendy as fun. As Excellent. Fun, exactly. Vendy as fun. Yes, let's talk about building a marketing team. How yes. do you do it? People like and why? Yeah, let's do that. And you know what? I, I need you to hold me accountable to something. I was listening to, I had a podcast interview the other day on a different show. And then I listened to the first five minutes to just hear how we went. And I realized how fast I talk. Oh, yeah, right. So I'm trying to slow down. So you have to hold me a little bit accountable. Like right now, I'm being consciously slower than normal. Have the oil dose in the morning. Maybe you the think. oil. Yeah, so, you do. So building a marketing team. So why? Let's talk quickly about why we would go about building a marketing team for, especially for small businesses that might struggle with even having a budget. Well, yeah, straight up. Uh, everybody's at capacity. Business owners, you've always got a to-do list that you never get done. And there's too much to do every single day. You're at capacity. You hit a ceiling with what you can do with your time. And um, how do you scale yourself from there? Basically, this is where we need to build a team. And uh, because if you don't, you may be doing effective marketing, but it means that you, whatever you're doing, you have to continually do it yourself. So you kind of, there's going to be a ceiling on what's possible, basically. And, or you're going to get tired of doing it. You get bored with doing it and you start doing a dodgy job or you just, you know, stop altogether. Um, it's fully dependent on you. Or you go on a holiday and, you, and everything falls apart. Um, and if you think about it, most small business owners don't have a marketing team. It's the business owner themselves doing everything or it's um, basically they've got a nephew or a niece or they've got an intern or something that's trying to help them with marketing. Whereas the, the real power is the business owner themselves knowing what, what how, how to do things and can overview, th like oversee the marketing because they're the one that's going to stay with the business forever. Like other team members can come and go um, or you try and outsource it, but then you're dependent on other people to bring life. So it's a good way to do, like to build your own team is you're across it, you develop internal team members and then you build a little pod, um, which we'll explain what we mean by that in a moment. But basically the... Um, you, you know, if you don't, if you consider most small business owners, they, if you are the one that suddenly has a team of three people internally full time marketing your business, like you look at most small businesses, they'd never accomplish that. Um, you know, this is what we do as we assist a lot of people through our, our programs and things. It's like, here's all the marketing strategies to apply, and here are ways to scale up the team. So we'll go through ways to scale up the team. 
Uh, so you can do that. Like imagine you're a local building company, like some of the companies we've worked with, and they suddenly have this little team of marketers, like a couple of marketers internal, and they grow and grow and grow, and they they surpass their competitors because they just have this kind of epic marketing machine. Yeah, basically. and I think also the point of sharing here is that you actually can do it in a way that is not going to break the bank because obviously a lot of listeners here, they might not have a huge budget to do this so we can do it in a way that is more sustainable and organic so let's go through five steps that are very practical for business owners to follow in order to start building a marketing team and make it very very practical for people to follow do you want to start with the first one yes so first thing you need to do is you need to start to um, record your tasks so basically anything that you do more than once there's got to be a process to record it an operations manual We've discussed this a bit on other episodes and things, so I won't bang on about this point, but you, we use Google Sites. So S-I-T-E-S is in websites. There's a free platform called Google Sites. If you Google Google Sites, you can basically make an online operations manual. It's like a secret website where you record all of your processes because it's going to be very hard to replicate yourself if everything you do is in your head. Um or, or maybe you bring in a new team member and then you, you actually have more workload suddenly because you're trying to teach the new team member and probably fixing up their mistakes and you're trying to do everything you're originally doing. So to reduce that, you need to record the processes so there's less time uh, dependent on you. And the, the operations manual is the place where people get the info on how to do things. Yeah, and then what, what's next? Okay, and then you do a bit of a time log. So what, what we then do basically is look over the tasks that you have recorded into the operations manual and rank them. The rankings where you like to use, are, it's an either an A task, a B task, or a C task. So A task is like absolutely must be done by you. So it's, you know, it might be that you book quotes and they're really technical quotes for a project that you, you know, you have to be there. Um, a, C, a B task would be, you know, kind of should be done by you, but if you had a tight enough system or good enough recording or videos of how to do it or, um, you know, skilled enough team member, someone else can do it. And a C task is just something you shouldn't be doing. You should be spending your time on higher priority like A tasks and not wasting your time with C level tasks. So that's this next thing you do. You kind of rank the tasks. Um, and that's going to help you um, basically go, which ones of these do I need to move off your plate? And you should be trying to move all B and C tasks off your plate to free your time to focus on finding more A's or doing more A's, basically. And it's a good exercise, I believe, that we can all keep doing this, and even your team members, is looking at, hey, what are some of the tasks that you absolutely always should be doing? And then what are what because that helps you to refocus again on what you're really good at and what you should be doing as for example the business owner or for your team members also whatever their role is because maybe they also have tasks that they should be having other people help them do so that they can focus on where they have the biggest impact cool yeah. what, what's next what's number well three? the step three is is kind of what i was saying just then but note as you look over all of the tasks the a b and c tasks note a good way to go with this is note what could be done remotely because because one the places we like to go to outsource are First choice to outsource any tasks is, is there software? If there's software that can do it, go to software first is usually the best option. If there's no software, then go to someone remote because you don't like a virtual assistant or someone who can work from home uh, because people love to work from home nowadays and you can have people all over the world. Um, you don't need a desk for them. You don't need office space. It's a lot you know, less cost and, and more effective. You might could be a virtual assistant in the Philippines or something. So you basically look over all the A, B and C tasks and go, which ones of these could be done remote? 
uh, and that's a good good way to look at to um, see basically you know who who could do, you know, could it be done by someone overseas or or somewhere remote. Cool. Yep, and then. And then number four is then basically moves tasks which, which done be, can be done remote um, to potentially a virtual assistant, uh, as I mentioned. So this is kind of like moving them to find the person and go, okay, let's move now A, B, and C tasks to, you know, or it's going to be B and C tasks to remote, either team member like a VA, or is it going to be a contractor? So you might outsource it to someone who works like per piece, you know, who, who's part or a part-time uh, team member that you might have or to a team member. So it's kind of like, like as an overview, if you're looking at how to move to to team, as I said, first place I'd often look is software. Uh, then we'd look at, you know, outsourcing tasks, sorry, we'd look at software. And then it might be, okay, can a remote, like virtual team member, virtual assistant do it? If not, is it a contractor, a part-time team member, or a full-time team member? So look at how we move those to uh And to maybe as part teams. of this step is also to work out systems around it as you are handing over those tasks is yeah. creating the systems for them to do a good job like the metrics yeah, scorecards right. we actually will do another episode on, on setting measurements and, yeah. and creating scorecards yeah and this is it's on this point to this process this is a really good way to do it if you do say for example you have you want to get one internal team member this is one way i love to be, help people to build a marketing team it's like you the business owner you have one team member who's the marketer internally and you learn new things, you move things to them, you keep moving things to them in your uh, Google sites, like their tasks get increased, 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 increased. Once that team member hits capacity, you can then go, okay, we'll get you a virtual assistant so that all the kind of behind the scenes and admin stuff can be done by their assistant. So that, that marketing team member has someone reporting to them basically because they're the person, perfect person to be, you know, for someone to report to because they know how to do it as well. So what can tend to happen is, uh, you build a little pod. So you have one internal team member. That one internal team member might have one assistant working for them, might have two, or they might have three. And it's usually a pod of three seems to be enough for a team member we find to keep things tight and um, efficient and kind of checking in weekly and having online calls so they kind of become integrated parts of the team. That's a good way to build up a kind of, what do you, would you call it, like virtual, non-virtual team. So you have one person, but you have a lot of the behind-scenes stuff, so so much workload can be done. Uh, and that person oversees it, and then that person reports to you with the metrics that you were just touching on. So you you, you work out some key numbers that you want to see at the end of the week each week, and uh, that team member internal reports to you, and they say, how's each team member going? They give you the report on each person and the, the critical numbers, like tasks like customer inquiries or, you know, opt-ins and It's sort of a leads. semi-virtual team, basically, and some of those team members that this one person in your office, for example, might have the, the sort of leader of the pod might have somebody that is very, very good at social media. And that might just be a part-time role that it doesn't have mm. to be, of course, full-time people. It could be a contractor that is doing a few hours a week on social media and you have the yeah. one person overseeing, leading. Yeah, yeah. And if you have, if your internal team member, what the way I like to have these conversations with our members is as we're showing them, because we obviously hold our our clever bunch of members' hands to show them what marketing to do. So very quickly, they they kind of hit capacity with what they can do. And then it's like, okay, now start outsourcing um, these tasks because we're showing them exactly what to do. And what we'll say to them is, look, the internal team member, um, just say it to them up front. Look, obviously team like to kind of, 
you know, have control of what they're doing. So they're basically unstackable. So, so what I mean by that is like if a team member um, is likely to sometimes maybe we, we want to hide what we do so that we're unstackable because um, if people don't, you know, then we're not replaceable. Um, whereas if everything we do is recorded into a clear to read, easy to follow process, then anyone could come in and replace you, you know, basically overnight. Um, so it's good to say that to the team member. And that is the point because we want to re- be able to replace what you're currently doing. So you're not doing the same things over and over forever. We want you as the internal team member finding new tasks, new things, applying new things, always recording what you're doing, popping it in there. And then the team, the new team members come in under you and they report to you because if we don't know what you're doing and you're doing the same tasks over and over and, and, and we can't replicate those and move them to someone else, then we're going to employ someone above you, you know, someone else to, to just going to have to come in uh, above you, basically. Yeah. yeah, and basically I think what we always share with our Clever Bunch members' businesses that we work with here is that you just need to know the strategy, you need to understand the strategy, and then you don't have to implement it all. If you do have the, the ability to hire someone, to help you implement, that's amazing. So you keep the strategy still. So you're you're in charge of understanding the strategy and guiding your team members, but then they will implement it. You don't have to know all the little details. If, for example, with let's say you go very specific into an Instagram campaign, you don't have to know exactly the back end of Instagram. You just have to know the strategy behind it and how it fits into the bigger picture. Yeah. Cool. What's the last step? Um, well, something I is a, it can be a good idea as well to apply is we have a, a document called the Marketing Health Check. And what it does, it's basically like a little scorecard. It takes about two minutes to complete. It's super quick. We use it at the Blastoff Marketing Workshop, the half-day session, and everybody goes through that um, health check there. So if you haven't been to Blastoff, it's worth coming along. We, we can pop the doc. Maybe we pop that in the notes. Um, we'll pop a link to the to the doc if you want to grab the 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 health check and basically the purpose of this health check is each quarter it's a good idea to look at the health check and go um what areas it highlights the you give yourself a score in all the different areas of marketing to make sure you're looking after growth so if there's an area that's down say for example your sales process you might go you give yourself a score on each you're either a one which is you have no sales process you know it's not a or a 10 on the sales process would be you've got an amazing system in place for sales and you're tracking and you're measuring and you're always you know, looking for ways to improve. If you score yourself you know, a two in that area, for example, each quarter you might go, okay, look at these couple of areas where we're only you know, we're below a five um, in terms of our ranking. Let's think of three things we can do this quarter to move that number up. So this is a great way to make sure you're looking after all different areas of growth when it comes to growing your business. So it's a, a wicked, awesome little tool. It takes two minutes because we all get busy doing, doing, doing. We're always under our to-do list and it only takes two minutes with the, that resource we've created to take a step back and go, okay, am I working on what's looking after growth in this thing or am I just letting another month, quarter, year slip by without actually growing things? I like it. Yeah. And there we have it. So we'll pop that on the notes. We'll pop a, a link to the notes. So Sounds great. Um, back to the site for that one so you can grab that dog. That's it for now, I think. I've got to go do some oil pulling. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for <laughs> listening. And, you know, this episode was a little bit of health. Starting health, <laughs> yeah. oil pulling. If you are into that, let us know. Or if you know more about it too, because yeah. clearly I don't know enough about it. I'm just doing <laughs> what somebody recommended without knowing all the behind the scenes sort of effects but if you know more about it let us know and if you are going to try it let us know the effects if you feel differently 
maybe you will have more energy to build your marketing team. And then also let us know how you go implementing the five steps to building your team, to helping you implement your marketing. And as always, if you would love to come to some of our workshops, we would love to have you there. We also have a lot of free resources on our website. We have so much that you can just get download for free if you go to basicnas.com. There is, of course, the audio, which is the the show here, the Basic Nas radio show. We also have videos that you can watch and lots of articles and resources. So don't be shy. Come and visit us and say hi and, and grab stuff that is helpful for you. We we are on a mission here to help as many business owners as we possibly can. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in with us. Awesome. See you on the next show. See you on the next one. Rocket. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.